when I signed up for Rev Wild, I was seeking more of God. If there was any other way that I could hear him or know him more, then that's what I wanted. I had become too comfortable. I was comfortable um, in my home. I was comfortable in my relationships. Everything that I needed was at my fingertips. I learned that through stripping some of that away, even just for a short time, I was able to need God in a new way. One quick story, uh, when we were packing our backpacks before we went up the mountain, we were going through the list, the checklist, the leaders were helping us go through our checklist to make sure we had everything in our bags. And I realized um, in a moment that I did not have my puffy jacket, my warm jacket uh, that I was going to need for the temperatures in the evening and the morning. And I had a moment of panic. I, it was qui I quietly had a panic attack inside and thought, I don't have what I need. I was brave enough to share with a hiker next to me that I didn't have what I needed. And she helped me look through what I had. She helped me problem solve. She said, look, you have these different layers. That's even actually better than having one big puffy jacket. Having these different layers will actually keep you just as warm and then you have the ability to take on or take off um, as you need. And in that moment, the Lord was showing me that I actually, I thought I didn't have what I needed, but he had actually provided me more than what I needed, even in that environment. The morning <laughs> that we got up before the sun rose, and I thought that was the morning I thought I was gonna need that puffy jacket I had on those layers. And I will be honest, I was chilly, but I did not die. And I wasn't even, it wasn't even a painful experience. And it was a beautiful way for me to lean in and really need the Lord. And I can't believe the ways that he spoke to me in those raw, vulnerable moments when I needed him. It stripped away the comfort so that I needed to hear from him. And those are the moments that he spoke so personally and so sweetly to me in ways that I have carried into my life coming back. And now I find myself seeking out moments where I can be with him in creation, um, in this beautiful um, world that he has created for us to live in. I would encourage you to get out, to ask the Lord if this is something he has for you. Say yes to getting uncomfortable and finding new ways for him to speak to you. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, a steady pace today, steady, persistent, consistent. Right now, notice, just do a little body scan as you're moving. Are your shoulders tight? Are they up in your ears? See if you can breathe them down, exhale. The breath helps you sink into your body. Coming out of the worried mind or the fearful mind. Yeah. Just take some breath and scan the body. Good. 
Maybe your hands are tight. Notice your hands if you're clenching. Mm -hmm. Shake your hands a little bit, maybe. just Even just shake out a bit. Good. We'd be surprised how much tension we just try and recycle it into something useful. But for us, we want to release, soften the tension so that we can pick up the strength of the spirit. God's presence with us changes everything. All right. So Lord, we welcome you here. Thank you so much for our bodies, for breath, for opportunity, that there's no lack in the kingdom, that there's so much more wildly available to us. And as we move our body today, would you come and meet us, teach us, <laughs> God, make, put your word in us. We want to become the word. We don't want any separation between our, our spirit man to this physical body. Integrated, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so right now, again, this whole workout, it is steady as you go. Pick a pace that feels good to you, and then hold it. If you find moments that you just feel so compelled to increase your effort, or go ahead. Remember, Revelation Wellness, this really is about you getting more in touch with who you were created to be in relationship to God, that you would learn how to walk and talk with God in the cool of the garden. Yep, because that's what you were created for. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get back to the garden, back to the in the beginning place. Because if you lose something, what's the first thing you should do? You think about the, the place that you had it last, right? Where did I last have that? So the first two chapters of the Bible, Genesis 1 and 2, they are so... Like, I just think, what if we became so proficient at these two chapters? Just knowing and trusting that God started something, and He gave us some commands, and then he's gonna finish it. Yeah. Even though by chapter three, things go a little off center. Well, a lot off center. That God has a plan. God has a plan. God gives commands. And what's beautiful is that the commands he gave then are still true for us now. And they're really simple. But because sin entered the world, things got very complex. Power, possession, control, things of the flesh, the flesh ruling and reigning over our spirit man got bigger. So, more commands right? 
And that's what the Old Testament did, just more commands, because a loving God provides. But then Jesus comes and fulfills all of it, the laws, and he gives us something greater, grace. Grace for everyone to whom shall ever believe. So let's go back to the beginning. Genesis 1, 28. God had just made man and woman in his image. Verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You guys, this was, this is it. This is a simple one line, one sentence directive. It's got four parts. But this is what we were created for. Be fruitful, which is be good. Be just like me. Be who you were created to be. Be that. Be fruitful. And multiply that good. Fill more of the earth with that good. Fill the earth. And when we fill the earth with, with good, make sure we subdue it and have dominion. Today we're going to talk about subduing and having dominion. As you move your body, just scan it again and notice if there's any place that feels angsty, anxious, uptight, and just try to breathe into that. All right. Yeah. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You guys, say these words in Hebrew. Kadash Rada. Kadash Rada. It means subdue and dominate. So here's what's just like, oh my gosh, waking me up, and I hope it wakes you up. <laughs> Kadash Rada. When God made all that we see, touch, taste, feel, experience, sunrise, sunset, birds, sea, beauty, garden. It was not a place without tension. It was going to be earth. The universe would be held in tension. Because the word subdue and have dominion Kadash, Rada, 
they, they require something of us that is connected to, will be related to, in proximity to, opposition. The word subdue means to bring into bondage. Bring into bondage. <laughs> Come on. Bring into bondage? Wait a minute. I thought we were in a garden. I thought we were on vacation. I thought we were in paradise, God. What's up with this work? <laughs> this is stewardship. Now, I've given you this earth, Adam and Eve. I've given it to you. Be you. Fill it with more you-ness that is Godness. But here's the thing. Subdue it and have dominion. Why is God saying this? Subdue and have dominion. You know why? Because he knew in just a little while a serpent is going to crawl up on its belly and going to whisper some things to you. And what you hear is going to sound opposite of what I have said. It is going to bring tension into your soul. And it is that tension that actually is there to increase everyone. Come on. Again, the world was created with tension. Gravity itself requires tension. <laughs> the fact that our muscles can flex and bend requires tension. Everything that God created rides and drives on tension. Opposition. Opposition is not bad. Hear that. We're buying the lie that resistance is terrible when in fact what we have been created in, the universe, thrives on the tension. Otherwise, why would God say, subdue it, bring it into bondage, force it, tread it down, which is also what the word means, right? If you hear nothing else today, hear this. Do not buy the lie that modern convenience is selling you, that if God was good, you would have no discomfort. That is not true. There will be discomfort. Now, that doesn't mean pain. Pain entered when we sinned. The curses came. By the sweat of our brow, Adam works the ground. And it's going to produce some thorns and thistles. And woman, childbearing is now going to be painful. You're going to want each other, but be looking in different directions. That's the pain that entered. But prior to pain, there was a needed opposition. Let's think about that. As a parent, <laughs> nothing makes me more encouraged than when my children 
live out good choices. <laughs> when they could have done wrong, but they chose right. They upheld the family legacy, the family name, right? Now again, our, our pride goes, well, why did God even allow us to do that? Because love allows for choice. He's so smart. He created us for a world where we would get to choose to love Him and to obey Him. Because there's no more beautiful love than a choice. I'm choosing you. Although there are many options, I choose you. I'm saying yes to you means no to everything else. You were created to say no so you could say yes. And it's that yes that multiplies and fills the earth with more good. So God put us in a garden that he knew would get gnarly at times. He knew it's going to appear out of control. Anyone been a gardener? <laughs> it takes some stewardship. You got to put on your gloves, bend your knees, get in the dirt, cut it back, haul out the waste. We were meant for that, y'all. You weren't just going to sip margaritas by the sunrise on a beach. No, because he knew he's an active God and we are made in his image. He's active. He's building. He's doing. And it starts from resting. And we would be most like God doing what he does when we have a role to play. One that gives us the right, that we have the right to reign and to rule. Subduing in dominion, other translations call it reign and rule. God's saying, don't forget who you are and the job you have to do. subdue it and have dominion we were made to keep order like organizing a messy closet or cutting back an overgrown garden this is what life on earth was meant to be like do you hear me so what I'm trying to tell you this is very important right now what you're doing do you feel the tension? Go ahead, I want you to sink into your body. I'm gonna get quiet. And I want you to sink in to the fact right now that there's a tension going on, but it's producing good in you. You could be at home on the couch, 
sleeping in or watching Netflix, but you chose to press into the tension. Why? Because that is your Amago Day made in God's image. Feel the tension and breathe and continue to see yourself moving in one forward motion or if you're doing other kinds of movement in your mind, you're still moving towards the end goal of this heart rate, intense, maybe wouldn't have to, but you're choosing it. Your free will is choosing it because you know there's a payoff when you get into this tension. the garden, shalom, what we were created for, our atmosphere, our place of residency here on earth wasn't free of work or opposition or tension, but it was pain. Right now, if you're moving and you have pain, what am I going to tell you to do? Stop it. Stop. Don't do that. But you feel the tension? You feel the opposition? <laughs> Gravity? Space and time? Weight? Mass? Acceleration? Come on. But you are tending to the garden inside of you so that the garden inside of you could make its way out of you. Multiply, fill the earth. Now everyone, look at your hands. Those hands were created <laughs> to open and receive or close and push away. Yeah. You embody the free will of love saying yes to the things that will multiply and fill the earth and keep you reigning and ruling, saying no, pushing away and learning to sit in the tension because it's not going to feel good because of sin. Now remember, once upon a time, we would not have felt pain, but Adam and Eve would have felt tension. So here's the thing. Genesis 2, when the serpent, or 3, when the serpent slithers up, right? Because God was preparing them. Be good, multiply good, subdue in dominion, kadash radah, kadash radah. Bring into bondage anything that would try to bring you into bondage because you have authority, you have dominion. That's what the word dominion means. The word dominion means to rule, dominate, or scrape out. Don't you love that? 
take out the trash. <laughs> so he knew, God knew, I'm telling you this because there's a serpent in this world. And although he looks like he's against you, he's actually going to be used for my purposes. So today, when you're tempted, you have everything you need to kadash rida, reign and rule, subdue and have dominion. And I love that God says have dominion, not take dominion. You already have it. Sometimes we're so busy, like I gotta take that back. You already have it. Just tell the enemy, this is mine. Who are you to think you have it? I have dominion. I scrape you out. I rule over you. What are you doing talking to me and giving me slithery silver tongue suggestions? Who are you? I am a daughter of the king. Now be gone. So when the snake slithered up and Adam and Eve were tempted, here's what I want you to hear. Hear this, hear this. The Lord told me, Elisa, they felt exactly what you guys feel. They felt a little confused. They felt the tension of the temptation. <laughs> it wasn't comfortable. The first words out of the serpent's mouth, did God really say? And inside Adam and Eve, the open place of their free will, the enemy was accessing that point. Let me get in through their free will. Because their free will, without <laughs> the firm steadfastness, the maturity to choose God, I got a chance. Right? So Adam and Eve, it wasn't a sin to feel confused. It wasn't a sin to feel scared or opposition, tension, I should say. They weren't afraid, but they felt that this is, this feels opposite of what I was told. Who? And instead of falling back onto, wait a minute, but God said they leaned into the temptation, to the tension of the temptation, instead of pulling away. Anyone I want, right now I want you to see that as you're running, you're actually, there's like this big rubber band that you are pulling away from temptation and you're getting further and further from it, but stronger, subduing and taking dominion. So wouldn't it be easy to just stop doing what you're doing and just fall back into the temptation? Yes, Sometimes but not you. On this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. Tension is not pain. Pain is the result of giving into 
a lie. Period. In the garden, and where we're trying to get back to, wholeness here on earth, there is going to be opposition, resistance, and tension. It's how the world works. Take this force, this opposition, and keep it for good. Make it work for you and for another. Because listen, peace, wholeness, shalom, it's not the absence of opposition, but the presence of a reconciler. Peace is not the absence of opposition, but the presence of a reconciler. Adam and Eve, when they were tempted, they still had peace. Yes, they were feeling tension, but instead of choosing the presence of God, instead of going, you know what? Let me go ask my father. You're saying something, but he said something opposite of this. So I'm going to go talk to him, you guys, y'all. As soon as we do that, the enemy knows he's lost. He's lost our attention. He's lost our enticement. And we turn to get the truth. He's out of there. This is what Jesus showed us in Matthew 4. <laughs> right? Because grace comes. A rescuer comes. A reconciler, Jesus. <laughs> and he does a do-over. This time it's not a garden. It's a wilderness. Which, by the way, the Hebrew word for wilderness can also mean a garden place. A lush place. But Jesus goes into the wilderness and deals with the serpent the way we were supposed to deal with him. There was going to be tension, but Jesus takes off his godness, puts on human flesh, and to equate with us, he fasts for 40 days. He gets weak, 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 weak. And then a serpent comes up and does the same thing. He tries to question God in the presence of a son. <laughs> and Jesus this time says, it is written, it is written, it is written. Whoo! He just comes right back. He just fires it off, subduing and showing us what it's like to have dominion. Peace is not the absence of opposition, but the presence of a reconciler. And a reconciler makes all things work as they should. He knows he has dominion, the right to rule, to tread down, and to take out the trash. <laughs> You guys can start recovering. Well done. So much that I want you to know from this. So much. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, this isn't like, I've read this verse a million times. Well, not a million times, a lot. I teach on it 
had just about every instructor training retreat for Revelation Wellness. But this subdue and dominate cannot be overlooked. This is why we're training you. <laughs> we're training you to get on your feet, take and have your authority. But it comes, you've got to know the Word of God. You got to know His heart. And then you go about your day putting it into action, subduing and having dominion. The commentator David Gusak says, before God even created man, he decided, decreed man would have dominion over the earth. Man's preeminence, which means superiority, of the created order and his ability to affect his environment is no accident. It is part of God's plan for man and the earth. <laughs> you all? The world, the human, the, the modern world filled with convenience and resources, we are slowly believing a lie that if God was good, I wouldn't have this pain or this tension or this opposition. Because God is good, you have it. It's no accident. It's God's plan. It's His will for your life on the earth. One day in heaven, another story. But here on earth, if we're going to get back to the original design, we must become sons and daughters who rule and reign every day taking things captive <laughs> treading down scraping out and this is why we train this is why we train God and man working together to keep order. Yes, Father. God and man working together to bring order. This is what Jesus did when he came, and now it's ours to do. Greater things than these, Jesus said, because now you have the Holy Spirit in you. It will fill the gap on the days that your free will feels anxious, angsty, angry, sad. Let the Holy Spirit come, fill, and multiply good inside of you. That is what you have done 
in the last 40 minutes, you have been subduing and taking and having dominion, having dominion, you have it. Sometimes I think we're trying to get back to a life of naps and eating and Netflix. When we were made for a life of wholeness, soundness, all things working as they should. Good and fruitful work is getting back what we lost. It is our original design. Kadash Rida. Every day, when you go to bed, reflecting on the day. Today, how did I reign and rule today? If you can answer that, then you kept, <laughs> you kept stewardship on the earth as God asked it to be. You need the tension. You need the opposition. You guys, even before I came to record this, <laughs> I was having opposition with my 16-year-old daughter. She sees something one way, I see it another way. She's no longer a baby, a child where I can control and put up parameters and fences. <laughs> she went to school, got in her car and drove away, right? Come on. Now I have a choice. In this opposition, will I collapse? Will I make a fist? Will I spend all day making my case? Or will I choose now? Now that the words have been said, I have shared what my wisdom as a 40, coming up on 49-year-old, 14-year-old, right? Because we're all, us mamas, we've been through the fire. Papas, we've been through it. So when we share like God did in the garden, hey, do this. This is going to work out best for you. And our child chooses something else. <laughs> will we get anxious or will we sit back into our throne because we reign and we rule and trust the preeminence, the superiority of God over our lives, that God is working in this opposition, that God is having his way. I will declare it and decree it. <laughs> I will not let the serpent enter in with his cunning, crafty words and lies to try and destroy what God has said will be together. Right? <laughs> and that is how I am bringing shalom into my home. That this is a garden. And there will be opposition. We're not always going to see eye to eye. But we can love. And love is superior. <laughs> the greatest of the things that we are called to do, love. But that doesn't mean we punt on truth. I always feel like I have to say that in today's world. It just means in the end, 
<laughs> wisdom, knowledge has been declared. And now I'm going to sit in the throne <laughs> of reigning and ruling because God is trustworthy. I trust him. <laughs> if Adam and Eve had trusted, well, we wouldn't be here. So God knows what he's doing. All things will work together for good for those who are called according to, who love God and are called to his purposes. It's all working out. Subdue and dominate. Kadash Rada. So today, when the tension comes up, I want you to breathe. I want you to soften. I want you to acknowledge. And I want you to turn your face to a reconciler and trust. In Jesus' name, amen.